Everybody in your crew identifies as either Big Mac Burger, McNuggets, or McCrispy Sandwich. But you're the filet fish Sandwich all day. That crispy fish, that savory tartar sauce, that melty cheese, that pillowy bun. Yeah, you get it. Every time. And if you love the filet of fish right now you can catch two of the classics you love for just $6. Limited time only. Price and participation may vary. Cannot be combined with any other offer. Single item at regular price. Ba-da-ba-ba-ba. Are you thinking about starting a podcast but don't know where to start? Let me take a second to tell you about Anchor by Spotify. It's the easiest way to make a podcast with everything you need, all one place. Anchor has tools that allow you to record and edit your podcast right from your phone or computer. When hosting on Anchor... You can distribute your podcast across a plethora of listening platforms such as Spotify, Apple Podcasts, Google Podcasts, iHeartRadio, all the big ones. It's everything you need to make a podcast all in one place. And best of all, completely free. If you're thinking about starting a podcast, do yourself a favor and check out anchor.fm or download the app to get started. Big Dumb Inquiry. Big Dub Inquiries Big Dub Inquiries Big Dub Inquiries Hello everybody and welcome to the show. Welcome to another episode of Big Dumb Inquiries. Let me bring my co-host in here. He always knows how to say it best. My brother from another mother. Mr. Shane, oh, he's frozen. Oh, no, Shane is frozen. Ah! He, oh, look at that frozen face, brother. Shane, you got to upgrade your shit, brother. No, nothing? Okay, well, with <laughs> that, I'll bring in my guest for tonight, our lovely guest. Um, you may know her as the Cosmic Peach. We know her as Julia, but she hosts the Cosmic Peach podcast Julia, welcome to the show. How are you tonight? I'm thrilled to be here. Thank you for asking, Kyle. Of course. You look lovely as always. I love the background. Thank um, you. I want to get one of those. Is that one of those trifolds uh, for yes, changing clothes that you I see? I got it on uh, Bath and uh, – what am I talking about? Bed, Bath & Beyond, uh, Black Friday sale or oh, whatever they were yeah. having. <laughs> you know, people give a lot of shit to like retail, retail stores, but I think Bed, Bath & Beyond is one of the top stores. They're still in business, right? Um, mm-hmm. And they always have good stuff. Um, no, yeah, for sure. Because, I mean, I wouldn't be able to get any – like everything's canceled. Amazon's canceled. This is canceled. That, what am I – where am I – I'm not going to make it. By hand. Oh, do you do you you unsubs like you canceled your Amazon subscription, all your stuff like that? So you just you go straight to the store now? Oh no, I mean I don't, but everybody else is like, oh, you shop at Amazon still, or like, oh, you, and mm. it's like, obviously we have to get stuff from somewhere, so I'm not gonna cancel it. Well, you could build it if you wanted to. There's ways to do that. As a as a carpenter, I could I could help you out. There's there's ways yeah. to do that fun stuff, but it's it's time and effort and materials and stuff. That's why we send stuff over to China. Shane, are you there? Can you hear me? Yes, I'm here. You know, 
Yes, you know what I tried to do this time was I figured that if I switched my internet over to my extender that it would be better. It is not. So Shane. now I know that for the future. <laughs> Shane. Uh, shout out to One Thumb L in the chat. We love uh, L in, in the show. Uh, she's been on fairly recently. She says, Julia, you look gorgeous. And I think we all agree here. Julia, you're absolutely killing it. Um, Thank and you. I, I think I've told you this before, but women, for some reason, get a bad rap in podcasting. And I think it's the opposite. Like, I think uh, women tend to sometimes do better, especially with women audiences, right? And uh, in this kind of niche that we're in, the kind of conspiracy. Yeah, at least for us guys. Yeah, we're all fucking ugly and, you know, oh uh, look homeless and stuff. But I think we're in, like 75% male listeners, too. <laughs> yeah. And I think in this niche of conspiracy truth content, alternative kind of stuff, I think. I think women actually do a great job if they do it well. And that's why I think you do do it well because, like, I hate uh, – I can't stand those true crime podcasts with the girls going like, oh, my God. Uh, like, Dude, and they all have the same exact voice too. No oh, matter what it drives one you hear, me. they're all the same, same exact stories. voice. Stories, like, how many times can you hear, like, the same fucking murder story without, like, okay, snooze. And the southern accent, at least for me, helps a little bit. So I, I appreciate it. Um, Shane, your camera is still frozen. Do you want me to bump you out real quick and bump you back in? See if that helps. Is my camera frozen? Yeah. Is your my vocals frozen? Your, vo your voice is a little delayed, but not frozen. Let me bump you out, bump you back in. All right. I'll see you in a sec. Okay. Bumped him out. Okay. Let's see if he comes back. Am Any I good now? Uh, no, I'm getting no video from you, sir. Just audio. But you sound great. <laughs> this no is, video at all this is a podcast well i get video on my end so i don't know what the hell's going on here that's but weird while we're talking about the females though shout out to the heavy hitters which would be julia l Teresa from spiritual gangsters and janet from deplorable nation shout out to all four oh, of those girls. janet is the queen i think janet should be the queen of conspiracy podcasts can we make her the queen now that the queen is dead can we make janet the queen i think that's appropriate um, as long as I can be princess or something of yeah. the like. Yes, you. of course you'll be. You and Kelly, you can all be princesses. That's perfect. Okay, it's, yeah, definitely. that works for me. And we'll, and be we the, be we'll be the jester. I mean, she's already the mother of podcasting, so at least give her the title of queen also. <laughs> anyway, guys, how was... Uh, so, I, so I had to take my podcast set up um, <clears throat> to work recently and, and kind of use it for some work stuff. Um and so I've I brought it all back home and I just set it back up. So my settings are a little off. Please ignore that. Uh, if I sound weird, I I sound weird to me. Um, so just ignore that. So that was fun. I hate fucking with equipment and all that what all that stuff. But uh, in the chat, Strange Brew, what's up, brother? My Canadian brother. He says, "Where the fuck is Shane? <laughs> Shane, you're invisible. We can't see you." He's in the further. Yeah, he's he's in the the up upside down. Mm -hmm. And uh, one thumb L says, I am a princess. Of course you are, L. Yes. You are the princess. Hey, but you're not the black uh, little mermaid. Well, if you can hear me, so. I'm at least going to I'm gonna switch over to Brave and see if it's any better. All right. Well, I can bump you out if I need to. Just let me know and you can jump back in. All right. Um, but yeah, <laughs> little mermaid. <laughs> uh, do, okay. Let me ask you this since uh, we're talking about princesses. Are you okay being a Disney princess? Like, is that something you'd be okay with? Before we get rolling, let me uh, let me switch over to Brave real quick, and then then we'll get rolling on the questions. All right, sounds good. I will answer that one though. Yeah, please do. My favorite Disney princess is Tiana. 
But Real. if I were a Disney princess, I think I'd be like Elsa's sister, Anna. I think I'd probably be Anna. Okay. Um, I've never watched Princess and the Frog, and I don't know if that's racist of me or not. To hell with you. To hell with you. It's the best one, in my opinion. Is it really? The soundtrack is fucking dynamite. All the songs are fucking fantastic. Well, Black movie. girls tend to be able to sing better than white girls. Mm -hmm. And so I believe that 100%. Now, my favorite, just as a, a kid growing up in the 90s and the early 2000s, little The Little Mermaid, Ariel, was my shit. I loved Little Mermaid. That was my favorite Disney movie. My, at least my favorite Disney princess was uh, Ariel. And I think that's why I have a thing for redheads now um, mm -hmm. as an adult. So I... Uh, not that the other ones aren't good, but I mean, I think with Ariel, you see more skin perhaps because she is underwater. She's, she's wearing, wearing the a seashell bra. She's wearing the seashell she, 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 seashell bra, yeah. and uh, then she, then she becomes. So let, let, this is, I think, this is a question that we all need to uh, ask: Does a mermaid have a a, a hoochie? Does she have the uh, the goods? Does she have? the uh mother of all holes that's i think that's an important question that we need to establish um about the mermaids like do they have the goods what do you think yeah it's like a slit that's like covered and then when you penetrate it like a little opening comes like that mm. and then it closes back after you get done that's what i imagine i want to look up a dolphin because dolphins are mammals right and i'm assuming that ariel being a princess is at least half mammal uh, yeah. So I'm going to look up a dolphin vagina, go to images. Yeah, it looks similar to that. Oh, this is not, I'm glad I'm not sharing my screen because there's no dolphins here. Oh my God. Don't <laughs> type in dolphin. Uh, what should I, uh, genit genitals maybe, maybe not vagina because yeah. there's no. Dolphin vagina. Um. Okay. Oh, okay. Here's, I think I see what you're talking about. I'm going to share screen reluctantly. <laughs> mm -hmm. uh, I don't type in dolphin vagina in your search. Uh, oh, it's probably some freaky sex thing. Ooh, let's do the dolphin vagina tonight. Oh, I'm frozen. Hello. Hello. Can you hear me? Hello. Hello. Oh my goodness. We might have to try this again. Uh oh. Hello, hello. I can hear you now. Can you hear me? Kyle. Can you hear me? Hello. Yes. I'm I'm freaking out over here. I don't even know what's going on. Okay, I'm back. I'm back. Can you hear me? Yes, I can hear you. Can you hear me? Yeah, what is going on? It's a this is strange. Um, it's Mercury retrograde till October the 2nd. Oh, okay. Can you see my screen? Mm-hmm. Okay, so this is, I think this is the dolphin vagina right here. I told you. It's like a slit. And then, like, you get in there and you get out. And then it, like, closes back. Oh, there's another one. That's not told bad. You. That's more. more definitely had that. Okay, so she has one of those. Okay, well, that's good to mm -hmm. know. Good things to know. Oh, and Shane is back. Shane, are you there, brother? I think I'm fixed. I think I'm good for now. Shame I'm gonna cross you. my fingers, and I don't know what it is, man. Knock on wood, brother. Do we? Once you join back I, in, we just had a full shutdown, but thankfully we're still moving. 
And uh, I guess Julia has the best connection out of all of us because I don't know what just happened. My Um, husband plays a lot of Call of Duty. We have the best internet. I mean, it's like no one has better. (laughs) Same here. I I pay for the good shit, but it doesn't always deliver. So, And I'm hard lined in right now. I got a hard line in. So we'll see what happens. Anyway, how was everybody's week as we, uh, before we get into the clips and the topics, uh, how's Julia, I haven't talked to you in a while. Have you been? Oh, I'm so good. I just finished recording. Well, I have one more episode to do, but I've got the whole month of October planned out for everyone. It's going to be the spooktacular. So I just want to let everyone know where they can go to get their minds blown. Mm -hmm. If they're in the mood for a spooky October, it's Cosmic Peach Podcast. And uh, can they find you on all podcast platforms, Instagram, mm-hmm. all that good stuff? Oh, Excellent. yeah. And we'll put all the links in the description below, but that's wonderful. Um, a lot of people, a lot of podcasters are doing uh, spooky themes. Uh, speaking of that, we have Strange Brew podcast in the chat. What up, Tomcat? Uh, I believe Shane and I are both going to be going on separately uh, during the month of October to talk spooky things, uh, serial killers, uh, cryptids, things like that. Any any teasers you want to give us, Julia, about the month of October, what's coming up for the Cosmic Beach? I cannot Beach? disclose the magic. It's just going to have to be a surprise. Okay. Well, everyone listening and watching, be sure to check that out. Uh, <laughs> I know I'm excited. Uh, and I was thinking about this the other day, guys. I hate horror themes. Like, I don't like horror movies. I don't like getting scared i don't like i mean i'll go to a haunted house with friends like i don't i I can get through that like without being a little bitch about it but i just i'm not into it you know a lot of people love halloween and and spoopy season and all that stuff and i appreciate it like I, i enjoy it but i don't like participate as much uh these past few years i think to me it was more like halloween was more of like a kid thing but then now as i do like the conspiracy stuff i'm like Oh, I'm just worshiping Satan this whole month. Um, And that kind of turns me off a little bit. What are your thoughts on that? It turns me on. I have a huge, (laughs) hard fucking erection for Halloween. I love it. I'm obsessed with it. Because it's sentimental to me because growing up, my mom made it so special for Mm -hmm. me. And like she passed away. So I will never, there will never be a day where Mm -hmm. I'm not like pumpkins everywhere. Ghosts, scary movies, hot chocolate. Mm -hmm. It's going fucking down. And I'm kind of in the same boat as you. Like my mom made Halloween such a big ordeal. Like, and it was so fun. Like, me and all my cousins and my friends, we'd go mm-hmm. trick-or-treating, and I'd have to have had a, I'd had a badass costume every year. Um, and now it's, like, I'm, I'm at a weird age where, like, I can't go to, like, the college, like, slutty <laughs> parties, you know, where yeah. all the girls are nurses and, and strippers. Um, but also, like, I, I, I can't go to, like, the ad- adult parties either where it's just, like, it's a weird for apples yeah it's a weird kind of uh limbo i'm in and i'm just i feel weird about it uh i enjoy it don't get me wrong i i there's a few classic halloween movies that i love there's a i love carving pumpkins this year i'm actually going to bring some power tools home from work because i want to do a good pumpkin like i always like to me that's the biggest thing for uh spoopy season is like carving a badass pumpkin and so this mm-hmm. year, I really want to try to make it really good. 
Oh yeah, definitely. I paint them and I paint little Oh, you paint the pumpkins. haunted houses on them and like little ghosts coming out of it and stuff. So that's that's my uh you know, that's my vibe. But I will say like I don't have kids. Um, I'm not a mom, so I've perpetually just never grown up. You know, maybe one day if I have a child that'll change and like it'll be revolving around my kid for Halloween. Mm -hmm. But, you know, if age is just a concept, then I'm perpetually 18. I have no cares in the world other than podcasting and doing shit that I like. And what I like is like Halloween, scary movies, like getting dressed up. Do you have a dog? I have two dogs. Are you going to dress them up for Halloween? Um, for as long as they'll sit still to like take a picture for Instagram <laughs> and then they'll fucking chew the thing off. Oh, for, like, I can't wait to see it. Yeah. That's what <laughs> me and the wife are like, okay, what are we going <laughs> to, we don't even talk about what we're going to be for Halloween. We talk about what the dogs are going to be for Halloween. <laughs> yeah. My dogs have like PTSD of me dressing them up and taking pictures. <laughs> They're like, Oh fuck. <laughs> She's coming out with a little costume. So <laughs> Yeah, I think last year we had a sh- one was a shark and one was uh, I, a, a mermaid. So the boy okay, was a yeah. shark, the girl was a mermaid, and they they don't put up with it. They like it, are excited. No. Like when it's cold outside, we put sweaters on them. They love that. But the costumes, they're like, uh, uh-uh, uh, no way. They just like, yeah, like start ripping at that. it. I put a lot of thought into my own costume. I've been I've done some epic costumes over the year, and now that I'm married. It's on a whole nother level because now we can do couples costumes. Yeah, there you go. There you go. Mm-hmm. What is it a secret what y'all are going to be this year for Halloween? I wanted to be Helga and Gerald from Hey Arnold. <gasps> oh, that's a good one. And he fucking vetoed it because he said, there's no way I could be a hot Helga. There's no way to make Helga hot. And he was like, just fucking scrap the whole idea. Oh my goodness. And I was goodness. like, okay, well, so we've decided on like maybe Adam's family and do the kids as like one dog be Pugsley and one dog be Wednesday. And like, we'll be, but we've been the couple from Bridgerton. We've been oh, like anime one. characters. Yeah, we've done it all. I was like Lunette from the big comfy couch one year. Interesting. Oh, My parents did a couple years ago. They did the, the gamekeeper and the from hunger games. Who's the, the uh, pink haired, girl oh, I never got into hunger games uh, they did and my, my dad shaved his beard to, with the curls in it and stuff it was it was really oh, good Jesus. They so did. intricate wow yeah, they did a good job anyway shane are you here are you are you back what do i yeah as far as i know i'm just trying to use my phone for now because i'm getting real fed up with my computer so okay well, okay you, well you sound great you look great maybe just use your phone then yeah plug it in so it stays charged well, with that, um, shall we move to some clips? Um, yes, sir. All right, yes. Shane, let's start with you. I'll pull up your clip here. Um, oh, I got to refresh this shit. Oops. Oh, that's weird. Janet sent me a, a clip. Oh, maybe it's a wild card. Maybe that's why I see that. Okay. Uh, Shane, here's your clip. Let me open this in a new tab and share. Internet issues everywhere tonight, people. It's a strange, strange world we live in. You, think- you know what's funny is that I upgraded my internet, and now I have issues. But weirdly enough, there was a storm a week ago, and it made it so that I have a stable internet connection. 
as far as like my modem says, but when I'm actually trying to do a show, it's not stable at all. I don't get it, man. Shit's driving me I crazy. I know all about this, by the way. <clears throat> I know all about the Philadelphia experiment. I'm so excited. All right. Well, here's the clip. Uh, Shane, do you want to preface anything? Um, if I'll preface it after. Then it's not a preface. That's what preface means: is you preface it. Well, but, I'll no, it's fine. It's fine, Shane. I'll play the clip. The cli- I'll play the clip. Here we go. <laughs> Your screen will soon be filled with dramatized stories of scientific research that some people may find controversial or disturbing. Viewer discretion is advised. Twisted but true, dark matters. Dun, dun, dun. Philadelphia Naval Dockyard. claims that 12 years previously, at the height of World War II, the Navy had conducted several radical experiments in Philadelphia aboard a destroyer, the USS Eldridge, that made it simply vanish into thin air. During one trial, the ship rematerialized 200 miles away in Norfolk, Virginia, before disappearing again and reappearing once more in Philadelphia. The letter attributes the technology that made the ship invisible to Albert Einstein, saying the great genius had secretly developed a single unified theory to tie together all of the laws of physics. A unified field theory combines the equations that govern the interaction of matter with itself and with light, and with both of those with gravity. The idea is if we can come up with this elegant set of equations that explains the way the universe works, perhaps we can do something with those. Bend light, change the nature of space-time, teleport, render things invisible. Einstein himself said he was working on this theory, but never cracked it. That's According because he's an asshole. He secretly had. And at the height of World War II, the Navy used his idea to bend light and to make a warship invisible. No. How we see an object is that the light illuminates it. Laser illuminates our model ship. You can see it. You can see the green flashing off of it. However, the idea of using unified field theory is that you could then redirect this light so that it no longer passes across the object, but just goes around it. Uh, you talk like a bag, and your shit's all retarded. All right, that's the clip there. This is so retarded. Hey, it's... it's uh, um, I would rather science watch Bill Nye explain how it was done. Jesus. <laughs> well, I was looking at that actor who was playing... Uh, <laughs> Young Albert Einstein. Yeah. Yeah. Leave it to Discovery Channel to make the cheesiest possible uh, (laughs) clips they possibly can make. Hey, ancient aliens, all that. I love all of it. I mean, I I just love that they do those cheap, fun animations to make it look real. It's like you loved the explanation that made zero sense. No, there was there was zero explanation. That's (laughs) there was no explanation. And they reflected it and it ended up in another state because the light was like reflecting like miles and miles and states away. And they got a big mirror in the in the sky and just. Yeah, that's uh, leave it big. That's the trick. Mm. But the animations make it seem real. That's the point. 
Before I start just spouting off at the mouth, Shane, will you give us your thoughts, feelings, opinions on what we just saw? <laughs> well, my question that I was trying to bring today is that we've heard a lot about the Philadelphia experiment. Do you guys believe that it actually happened or do you think that it's some kind of hoax? Fuck yes, it happened. And there is fucking there was fucking people that were embedded into the hole of the ship when it reappeared in Philadelphia. And they fucking died. Yeah, Jeffrey Wilson in the chat says some people were found suspended in between the steel walls. Yes. Yeah. Uh, I've heard that as well. Um, do I think it happened? I think that uh, science and science fiction are more closely related than uh, we realize. Uh, I had a chemistry teacher in high school tell me that science fiction eventually becomes science fact, right? It, uh, it just takes, um, you know... A few years, like science fiction is science future, right? That's just, it's eventually we'll get to that, right? Well, that's where they get their ideas from realistically. Yeah. And that's, where, I mean, somebody comes up with some outrageous idea, then we just build the technology step by step to eventually get to a point where we're able to recreate things the, that we saw in movies 30 years ago. And this happened, I think, specifically with like the, I, I remember like, I want to say like eight years ago, there was a lot of talk about like scientists have created a warp drive uh, that, you know, scientists have created dick hole. They were <laughs> testing fucking portals and shit. That's what they were doing. Like the Bermuda Triangle. Mm -hmm. They were they were literally testing that shit out. Like these are things like ley lines, Nash, like the pyramids of Giza, Puma Pumku, Angkor Wat. They're all located on these ley lines because they have portal activity. They were fucking transporting this shit from point A to point B. And they were seeing what would happen to the people if they sent them and then brought them back. And guess what? It was a fucking disaster. That's My, what happened. What, what year did this happen in? 1943, it said. Um, and, and I guess to answer your question, Jane, I, th I think it happened. I think at this time, people were, I mean, from like the industrialized, the uh, industrial revolution, people were just fucking with all kinds of shit, right? that you had the Nazis messing with uh, anti-grav technology. You had uh, the archaeologists like in the pyramids looking at all this stuff. I think there's definitely some crazy shit going on that we don't know anything about. Uh, See, do you, my logic for this one is that it seems like we've gotten alien technology and we seem to figure out how to use it. Do you think that at this point it may have been a thing where there was some kind of crash we had some type of alien technology and we we're trying to figure it out for ourselves versus I, like them actually giving us some kind of input on how to use their technology i don't know if it's alien technology per se but perhaps ancient technology it's anciently old and it, i figured it, that or just something from like a crash ship possibly if they took a piece of it and then they're trying to work with I it think, and see what they could do with it i think both of those uh uh, hypotheses are possible. I think it's a combination, it could perhaps. Be a of, hybrid of what we, Kyle and I are talking about and right. what you're talking about because just because it's anciently old doesn't mean it wasn't given to us in some capacity. So, right. yeah, we're both right and both don't fucking know for sure, but definite. Oh, I love you too. Jeffrey Wilson in the chat, everybody. Shout out to Jeffrey Wilson, one of the OG conspiracy podcasters of the Conspiracy Farm with Pat Militech. They're coming back with a new podcast very soon. Be sure to stay tuned for that. Um, I'm glad Jeffrey likes you. That makes me feel... If, if Jeffrey Wilson likes somebody, then I feel good about liking somebody. So <laughs> that's great. Um, but yeah, I think it's a combination of things because uh, 
if you I've been listening to the Bible in a year podcast, uh, trying to uh, maybe fulfill myself <laughs> spiritually or something like that. Uh, but just listening to kind of the the Bible as it goes through, um, it's interesting how they talk about, and it's a Catholic guy, like a father uh, in the church, like talking about the old world and going through Genesis and stuff. And it's very interesting how he kind of brushes off some of the more obscure things like, you know, the sons of God and the sons of man and things like that. Um, I don't know what the proper interpret interpretation is, but there's a lot of strange things like of us getting information, like having the knowledge of God and the knowledge of good and evil. And then you have the Nephilim and the, um, uh, and Enoch and all these things like where weird shit just happens that's maybe not exactly explained. So I think it's a combination of of perhaps ancient technologies. And Shane, it looks like you're back on on your PC. I'm gonna bring you in here and I'll take you off your phone. Look at me, I'm everywhere. Oh my god, <laughs> there we go. Okay, you're back. All right. <laughs> so I restarted I, my computer while I was working with my phone. So hopefully you should be all good now. You're still I had an update recently. So you're uh, you're not coming through the mic. You're coming through the laptop computer. Change your audio there. Um, but that I can switch. Yes. Um, so yeah, I think Julia's right. I think it's a combination of ancient slash alien technology. Have you seen how they yes. describe the Ark of the Covenant in the Bible? Yeah, yeah. It's like a. It, it essentially is like a weapon, right? Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. So that's what I'm saying is like, you would think like in the Bible, Old Testament, right? That this would be just an artifact that had nothing to do with technology, but that's not necessarily the case. So that's mm-hmm. my argument. Well, and I think technology doesn't just have to be like wires and, uh, no, circuits. Probably, I think um, it can be vibration, sound, energy. It can be the manipulate. It can be. Ma- I mean, what what's the saying? The famous saying, like, uh, a, a you know, a significant technology could be uh seen as magic to the the layman or something. I'm I'm screwing that up royally, but essentially, any significant amount of technology could be described as magic or divine in nature. Um. And but I think, I think it was, though, Kyle. That's my thing, though. I think what Nikola Tesla was tapping into is the same energy source, power source, that these ancient people knew mm-hmm. how to connect with. So yeah. they could, yeah, I mean, like, they could have had something that's unbelievable beyond what we even have because they didn't need wires. They didn't need to, like, plug into something. It was just freely available for everyone and they knew how to tap into it so it could have been like an atlantis situation mm-hmm. where we're just like like cavemen compared to them mm-hmm. and this is ancient but it doesn't necessarily mean that they were playing with fucking sticks yeah i i agree i think there's been multiple uh rises and falls of humanity throughout history um both in technology both in knowledge and capability um i think just the fact that there's there are structure structures around the world that we cannot explain um today with our quote-unquote modern you know highly efficient technology that there had to be something to to put that there right yeah we're a species with severe amnesia is Mm -hmm. what we are that's what graham hancock says absolutely we 
we have no idea what the fuck is going on. And no, the more research that is done, the farther back our timeline gets pushed, right? What were they saying even three years ago that hu human civilization didn't start until like, you know, 8,000, 10,000 years ago, we were just fucking cave people living around. But as more yeah, stuff, that too. I don't believe it keeps that. getting pushed back. I mean, there's cave paintings that are dated at 140,000 years old. Um, mm -hmm. and I think I, yeah. And who, and think about like your little kid, like a kid drawing you a picture, right? And you put it on the fridge. Imagine if that was like what cave paintings were. It wasn't like a significant thing. It was like, oh, okay, here, kid, go play in your cave. And here's the the cave painting. When really there it was, was some daycare. <laughs> there was some yeah, great done by children. <laughs> that yeah. explains why they're all just straight lines and squiggle fingers. That's what I'm saying. Imagine some uh crazy like that's what like little kids were drawing in this you know uh highly advanced civilization civilization like it, it's just in, uh insane that there are um uh you know we we don't know what the true history of us is but i think if we through maybe perhaps meditation uh research whatever it is i think we there is a way for us to tap into that at some level um because yeah, I, I think, think you, when all we of us tap into it though, Kyle, we tap into it when we're fucking dirt. That's when we tap into it. And there's no coming back from that afterwards. Uh, so yes, you okay. know what I'm saying? There are things set in place by the government and whoever to keep us from finding out what these things really are. So until we're all fucking dirt, Nobody will know for sure, but it's somewhere in the middle between like what Shane was talking about, what we are talking about. We're anciently old and we have no fucking memory of where we came from or who we are. Mm -hmm. I mean, it could even be a concept of like the technology may not be that advanced, so to speak, but it could be the same parallel as our technology. But like imagine, you know, those pictures where you look at it and it's supposed to be two different images, but you're seeing it one way. And if you're looking at it that specific way, you can't see it the opposite way. Like the duck versus the, the rabbit, right? Like the duck yeah. and rabbit picture. I think that's an example everybody's probably seen. Yeah. But it, that, that's, yeah, exactly what I'm talking about. Like, where we're so used to thinking in this one track of thinking that we're used to wires, technology, plastic, that anything else doesn't make sense to us. And the simp there could be an extremely simple answer to it, but because we're not looking at it in the correct way, like, we mm -hmm. will never fully see it, even though, like, it could be literally parallel technology with what we have. Mm -hmm. I, I, I think there's something there, for sure. And uh, so let's take it back to this Philadelphia experiment. Let's think about what else was going on at the time, right? So we had in the middle of, at the height of World War II, um, the Nazis were fucking with some crazy shit. We were fucking with some crazy shit with like the uh, uh, Manhattan uh, Project, uh, nuclear weapons. The Nazis were messing with some sort, I mean, the Nazis had a had a addiction or a lust for ancient technology, ancient artifacts. I mean, that's what Indiana Jones is based on, was the Nazis were literally lurking, looking for the Ark of the Covenant, the Holy uh, Grail, all of these things, because it tapped into, uh, through the Thule Society, the real society, they were tapping into uh, some sort of ancient divinity slash uh, high technology that could help them win the war. I think we were probably doing the same thing. Um, and I think that's where the Philadelphia experiment comes from. 
Um, I didn't know that. I thought Philadelphia was inland. I didn't know it was on a, a river. Uh, that's just me. I live in Texas. We don't care about anywhere else in the country. So I, I was always like, what what were they fucking doing in Philadelphia, right? Because it's inland, right? Um, but I think it's interesting. And uh, the accounts of people um, that have, have come out and told stories about it, I think. And then you connect the Montauk Project. Um, what were some other things going on? Nikola Tesla. All of these weird kind of things that were going on in uh, you know pre nineteen fifties, I think it's all connected. I think there's some weird shit that everybody was trying to get a hold of, and I think now the powers that be have access to these secrets slash these technologies, and they're oh, using that, they're dude. U- if they were already trying to teleport people in the forties, imagine where they're at now. I guarantee you, they're sending people across to wherever the hell they want with no issue now. Mm-hmm. Uh, I mean. And now we hear like uh, about teleportation, like oh, we sent a particle across a lake, you know, things like that. It's like what the fuck? I mean, that's. But I think that's like the the D listers, right? Like that average Joe. Not, and I don't mean that in a bad way, but like the 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 scientists that are out there trying to like figure shit out. I think the the powers that be have access to all of this. Uh, tenfold i mean they know exactly what's going on even if they don't know exactly what's going on or how to explain it they are able to control it which i think is perhaps more dangerous than actually understanding it just a random thought do you think that the philadelphia project or experiment could have been an offshoot of the manhattan project like maybe they were trying to figure out how to make an a-bomb and as they were trying to like mix particles do whatever the hell they're doing maybe they made something like and appear on the other side of the rooms. So then they started trying to build off of that technology. Oh, I'm sure, off dude. Of like the same project, possibly, because it seems like it's within the same realm. You know that they're already working in. I'm like sure. maybe it was an accident, and then they tried to build off of it. Julia, your thoughts? Uh, yeah, I think I'm. I'm sticking with portals. They. This is ancient <laughs> shit. This is fucking yeah. ancient. This well, is Philadelphia is new. on a. Is- Philadelphia is kind of a uh, esoteric type place. I mean, it's on ley lines. It's uh, on the river, it's very, uh, uh, I don't know what the word is, uh, occultic. They be fucking with water, too. Yeah, mm-hmm. yeah. They, well, they love water. They be fucking with all kind of shit with water. I don't know if you've ever watched your husband play Call of Duty, but in the Call of Duty games, there's something called the Nazi Zombies uh, game mode where you actually, like, uh, it, it, you, you fight, like, hordes of Nazi zombies that are coming at you. And in all of the Nazi zombie uh, game modes, there's... Um, uh, it always alludes to some sort of strange Nazi technology that they were working on, like teleportation, like bringing uh, people back from the dead, like the Wunderwaffe, the the wonder weapons that they were working on. Um, and I, I think there's something to that as well. Like, clearly they had enough information to make a game out of it. Uh, that that, that must mean that they were working on it significantly uh, and putting a lot of resources to it. Why would you do that if there was no strategic gain in doing that and that's why we go back to the whole thing like the nazis didn't win lose the war germany did i think the nazis just uh switched sides rebranded relocated and just continued their work Mm -hmm. just a random thought that i was thinking of do you think that they were testing this out on land and maybe it was working for small items they tried to test it out on a big item and maybe because of the water Maybe it like intensified it if they're using some type of electronic device and it made it stronger than they intended it to. And then that's where everything kind of went array was because of the fact that it was being conducted within the water. So it was more than what they intended it to be. 
I yeah, I could see that. I could see, and that's the thing. When once you start fucking with shit that you don't realize. I mean, have you ever got like when you were kids? Did you ever like make potions in the kitchen for your friends? Mm-hmm. Like you don't know what you're fucking putting in that shit, and it could fuck oh. you up. <laughs> I mean, if they're gonna already take the time to do this giant boat, though, you can't tell me they, they had to have tried this with smaller uh, items first. They had to have tried a single person, a car, something like that. They wouldn't I have just jumped from now. a single item all the way to a ship full of people. Like I feel like there was a buildup, and then something went wrong, possibly because of how many people were involved. Like maybe it's almost like a, like the fly concept, where if you mix different types of matter within the same transportation, they all kind of flex into one because maybe it takes it apart on a a molecular level and like recombines it possibly but i see what you're saying they 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 fucked up they are all fucked up that's what you get fuckers for (laughs) fucking with this fucking alien ancient shit you don't understand about they don't understand about that they're just like oh look we can open a portal let's put some guys on a ship and fucking send them in fuck you guys that's what i have to say i mean i feel bad for the people on the ship because yeah, they got I'm sure that it's one of those things. They, they probably had no fucking idea what was going to happen, too. It was almost like, that. what was that testing that they used to do where they used to do explosives in the water and they didn't tell all the people on the ships like what they were testing? They just wanted to see like what it could withstand. I mean, I guarantee you none of the people on this boat had any fucking idea what Dude, was about to happen. My, my, one of my best friends is in the Navy right now, and uh, it freaks me out just knowing that he's out on open water and he's told me about some of the the trainings and ex- experiments that they do. And he's like, "We were on a training mission for I want to he I think he said like two months where another ship was like they they tagged a, a friendly vessel as like an enemy ship, right? And so they were like reconning for like two months, like following this other navy ship around, uh, like you know doing uh surveillance and trying to like track them down and stuff like that." And for they did this thing for two months. They were out in the water. And at the end of the two months, neither the other ship didn't even know that they were being followed. Like it was a friendly <laughs> ship, and they didn't even tell the other people that that you're in a training exercise. And then the but it was it was completely fucked. Like nobody knew what was going on. Uh, I'm I'm sure it's you know at some level people knew what was happening, but they compartmentalized, man. Yeah, they don't want everybody to get the the fucking pilots of the ship thought they were just supposed to follow this other ship for uh like logistics reasons, and then they find out later it was all about tracking and surveillance, and then but the ship they were tracking had no idea, so like they would just roll up on each other sometimes and be like, hey, you know, like it's like. And what what the fuck? It, 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 he said it cost like a billion dollars. This whole exercise that they did, and nobody knew what the fuck was going on. So that's either, a good good way either, to spend the money. But fuck. either they were spending that money like uh, it was one of those you know black budget pro- where literally nobody knows what's going on. One of those type of situations, or complete incompetence. And I think I lean towards complete incompetence. But it it worries me as my for my friend that he's out there doing this stuff, and he doesn't know what's going on. And nobody he he reports to knows what's going on. I mean, he's an officer. Like, he's not like some, you know, just a regular sailor. He's an officer. He should know at least a little bit. And he's like, dude, we had no idea. We wasted two or three months of our time and got nothing. Like, they didn't even learn anything out of the whole experience. Like, they found out after the fact what was going, like, what they were supposedly doing. And it was just a shit show. So I'm sure in the Philadelphia experiment, these people were like, okay, we're going to work on the ship today. 
you know, and because if a ship's at port, you're not living yeah. on a ship. You're, <laughs> you're just twisting a bolt, and the next thing you know, your hand becomes part of the wrench. Yeah. You have no idea what the fuck happened. Just a green flash, and then you're like, whoa. Oh, yeah. Jesus. Yes, that's exactly it. Mm-hmm. Oh, right. Well, with that, guys, anything, I mean, the chat is just popping off tonight. Thank you so much for everybody in the chat. Shout out to Brody, the Secret Squirrel Podcast, One Thumb L, Amit, the Hockett Podcast, Jeffrey, of course, always a pleasure that he's here. Um, and we can get to some chats here in a little bit. But uh, let's move on to uh, uh, Julia's topic. Uh, I'm excited for this. Uh, let me find it here. Okay, so I have to. Uh, there's two clip, two attachments on this. What do I? What do I click oh, it on? Shouldn't. It should just be the one I sent it from my photos because I did a screen recording like a retard. Uh, okay, let me download this. Hey, just a random thought while you're bringing that up. You and your so, random you know thoughts how... tonight. You love your random thoughts, Shane. Hey, that's what I'm good for, man. So they they have like a zombie. Like, like a plan right so like if theoretically that ever happened like they they could be prepared for it do you think that people in the navy have like a like a giant sea monster plan because like i feel like that's more probable than zombies but like i'm just curious if they've actually spent the government money to make an act that there's a plan that if something gets attacked by like some kind of giant sea squid or some shit like that that they know how to take care of the situation uh, dude, they I'm sure they dog shit. They don't know fucking shit about shit with doctor. There's this shoot it with missiles. <laughs> they included. It's funny you bring this up because there's. Uh, I'm sure we've all watched it as a kid. Atlantis. Yeah, great movie. Okay, so there was the whatever it's called. It was in the Bible, and it's like this gigantic sea monster, like the Kraken that, or something like that. Yeah, You're talking about Leviathan. Leviathan. Yeah, mm-hmm. and this is. Probably a real thing, you know. And well, we know giant squids are real. Who knows what the hell else right, can be farther that, down in the ocean? Yeah, I mean they're they're in there for J- sure. Julia, I can't open up these. Uh, I, say, if there's cryptids that exist anywhere, it's more than likely at the bottom of the ocean. Considering that we didn't even figure out giant squids even existed till relatively recently, like who knows what the hell else could be down there? Who knows what could be in the theoretically Mariana's sleeping side. somewhere? Yeah, exactly. Yeah. Do you have an iPhone, Kyle? I do. It's just giving I, me a piece of code, yeah. It's okay, because I sent... If you send, Can you send it to me on Instagram? Cause I Already can op- connected to the Rodecaster and good to go. <laughs> yeah, I can open it up on Instagram. Okay. So send it to Side me. Side note also, apparently Gabby sent us a clip, but I don't know if she's trolling us. I'm I guess che- we'll have to wait she's to probably trolling us. Um... <laughs> Yeah, she's definitely trolling. Um, so yeah, if you want to just drop it there uh, on Instagram from your phone, I can pull it up on the screen here. Uh, and real quick, uh, I guys, I gotta pee. I didn't pee before the show. I pooped before the show. I did not pee before the show. So I'm gonna go pee real quick. Can y'all please riff for like 90 seconds while I go pee? I'll be right back. Sorry, everybody. We'll be right back. Definitely can't. I don't know what he's talking about. But back to this plan, though. Like, if they had it in action. Like, wh- what do you think that their, like, precautions would be to defend themselves from a giant sea monster attack? <laughs> well, I think that the lower people who just join and they're like you and I and we just join the Navy or whatever, they don't know about any of that that's going on. They don't, like, the people who know that Leviathan exists are not talking to people like you and I. That's the problem. <laughs> it's like so they just think that they're doing plans. There. 
probably do you think they're doing know. plans without them even realizing like what they're training for if they are oh, training yeah, for it at all yeah yeah like they would come up with some stupid thing like there's been some um underwater volcanoes and we need to prepare in case one of these motherfuckers goes off in case a giant whale tries to mate the ship, this is the precautions that you have to take. <laughs> yeah, that's, yes, literally something like that. It would be something stupid and preposterous, and they would be training people to do it. Like, that's my whole thing. I mean, they could totally pull that off as far as, like, subs go for sure, because I could see how you could play it off that it kind of has the shape of a whale, depending on how big the sub is, maybe, like... But mm-hmm. I don't know. I feel like you wouldn't be able to pull it off for a shit, but I still feel like knowing the government, they have some type of plan for that enacted that people don't aren't aware at all that they have the ability to do. <sighs> Even if it's like just the generic like shoot missiles at it or something like that. Like, I don't mm-hmm. know. I feel like if you ask somebody, there's probably so many different calls out there that are just so off the wall that they probably do it purposely so that you don't really know exactly what it's for. It's one of those things where it's like, if we make a bunch of outrageous things, like what he was saying, like maybe they did get trained on something, but they didn't realize they got trained on somebody to something. It's like a subconscious training where they feel like they just wasted fucking time, but actually they collected some very important pieces of information without even realizing. I don't know. I'm sure that the government's like the masters in brainwashing manipulation. So they're completely training people on how to take care of millions of situations. They have no fucking idea that they know how to take care of until they're actually mm-hmm. in the middle of that situation, you know? Yeah, I'm somewhere in the middle on that as well because I don't think they're as smart as we give them credit for. I think they're a bunch of dumb fucks. I mean, I think it's (laughs) one in ten and then the rest are puppets, but you still got that one, though, that's thinking strategically. Yeah, maybe a couple of them are, like, brilliant geniuses. Well, I think it's definitely... It's definitely compartmentalized. Like, they probably get really smart people who don't know what they're fucking with and can, like, you know... uh, uh, right. develop the technology or the the strategic plan to do whatever but they don't know what it's for uh, and julie going I did back get you- to bob lazar on that one because bob lazar was talking about how he had the piece of technology that he had no idea how it worked and they didn't explain anything past just figure out how this works and they didn't tell him what it was going to be used for anything like that so i don't know there's already if you believe in the whole bob lazar idea there's already like proof of them doing that within his story yeah and julie i did get your clip so do you want to preface it at all before i share it I feel like that'll ruin it other than no. No, don't then no. that's fine. I'll just play it. Okay. All right, here we go. This is the clip. I'll try to zoom in a little bit. Uh I I don't know how to use a Windows computer. Here we go. <laughs> then you can start to map out known land masses. Oh, okay. Uh, before <laughs> I know exactly who this is, it's Awaranon on YouTube who does the fucking five hour, eight hour documentaries on flat earth and the moon and shit. Shout out to him. Uh, Matt from the Great Deception has problems with problems with this guy, uh, but I love his voice. I knew exactly who it was as soon as you sent it. Okay, I will play the clip now. Sorry. Then you can start to map out known land masses with utmost precision, and this is exactly what Sturgios has done: mapping the known world captured in the moon down to its great lakes and deserts. The striking similarities between our known world landmass and that captured on the moon are far too exact for it to be any kind of coincidence. It has been right in front of our faces every single day, literally. It is likely that no one has connected the dots here before because of this particular unknown landmass, which Sturgios has appropriately named Lumeria. And this landmass is very important because we know that it does not exist anymore. 
Theories of Lemuria's existence as a lost continent have been around since the 19th century, with most plotting its location somewhere around the Indian Ocean. Those in the 19th century also spoke of another lost continent called Mu. They are one and the same thing. Old maps of Mu plot the land exactly where it is on the moon. And in 2007, Masaki Kimura discovered huge structures, including pyramids, castles, and roads on the ocean floor, some way from Japan, a location very similar to where Lemuria is plotted here on the moon. The continent sunk years and years ago, and this is very useful because it means that this image is not an active reflection, but a moment captured in time before the continent sunk. Then you can start to map out no land. Right, I think that's it. Okay. Um, I love this guy. I'll just say that. I do love this guy. Um, I do too. He does his voice. He goes, oh, he, always, he always goes, look at this. I know what you're thinking. This is too crazy for anyone to believe. But just wait. There's more. <laughs> Dude, this guy can make millions working for Discovery or Travel Channel. He should fucking be the uh, fucking narrator for all these shows. I mean, he is has a great voice. And he does a great, um, he does a he does a lot of good research, right? I know in the known world, he, he has <laughs> <no>. <laughs> he has since recanted all of his statements. Uh, unfortunately, he was like, "I got things wrong, I fucked up, don't believe anything I say." Um, but I think the I think he do, does a good job of researching and compiling information i mean if anyone gets a chance i'll, I'll try to drop it in the links uh, i don't know if he's on he particularly a lot of people p repost his stuff on youtube because it gets taken down and it's hard to find but some of his older stuff his documentaries i mean they're just phenomenal work like uh compilations of of information and videos and imagery and he does a great job so shout out to awaranon um yeah he's not the only one that has said that the moon is a map of our world though. Yeah. I actually, uh, a few months ago, I did a show with Randy from the red thread podcast and he, he brought that up and I had already seen a Warren on stuff and all that. But Randy was like, have you ever played like Skyrim or like GTA or whatever? And he's like, what do you, what do you see in like the bottom corner of the screen? And it's, and I was like, oh, it's a mini map. And he goes, yeah, that's what. And I was like, the moon is a mini map of Earth. Like you can look up and just get a mini map yes. of it. And it, that blew me away um, because of what I knew about Warrenon's work and things like that. Um, I think there's some legitimacy to it. I think uh, I'd like to maybe try it myself, like maybe go look at the shadows of the moon and kind of map it out myself just to confirm. But based on what the, this guy's telling me, I think it's legit. Um it's what was the reasoning behind him saying that this is happening? Is he saying it's like a mirror, but he said it was frozen in time. So is it like somehow implanted on the moon? Like, how is he explaining that? I think the image was created at the creation of Earth and the firmament because there are two images on the moon. One of them is our land masses and one of them is like of the firmament itself. And once you see it, there's no unseeing it. Like you'll never look at it the same again. And all those land masses that we don't know about that are totally like so far outside of our realm of travel that we could never get there. And it gives me the fucking heebie-jeebies every time I watch it. 
I'll have to look into it more. I'm kind of curious. Yeah, like, Shane, I need to what send his you, explanation for it is. I need to send you the essentially because um, he's kind of in like to the in the flat Earth type realm, um, but also and so that kind of connects to essentially the the moon is essentially a reflection of the Earth as a yeah. light source, not just a light source, but a reflection of the Earth. As if it's like some sort of big mirror, essentially, um, and I'm butchering it. I'm I'm absolutely butchering this guy's explanation. Because if you watch the five eight hour documentaries, which are is great, if your wife's not home and you got time to kill, smoke a, smoke a little joint and just watch these documentaries. <laughs> I promise you, you'll have a good time. Because he connects Tartaria, the orphan trains, the world's fairs. I mean, this dude connects all of it into one unified theory and the moon bit oftentimes comes at the end right like he'll he'll break down tartaria the ancient structures all of this stuff and then he'll hit you with the moon right so that and so you noticed on in the video there was like a little circle uh, a couple of circles uh, and then a bunch of stuff outside of those circles so those cir those circles those red circles he had are what we, what we consider to be the Earth's land masses. Um, so that's where you get the ice wall, um, the the extra territory, the extraterrestrial type uh, land masses, uh, be, you know, extra land essentially. Mm -hmm. um, it's very fascinating, and it it there. I don't know. I don't know how to describe it. It's not. It's not nonsense, right? Like this guy really does his research, and he really does pull from sources and information obviously he's connecting some dots but there is something there well and let me jump in real quick yeah. because what it is it's like this is the moon mm -hmm. okay well i can't make sense of it like that this is the moon and we're living in like this part of it like just this tiny chunk and then there's like all this stuff over here that we don't know about mm -hmm. and the pole shifts and moves around the entirety of the greater realm. Mm -hmm. And whatever, whenever the pole moves, whatever that circle is becomes the known. Right now we're in the known realm. But as the pole shifts, it goes all the way around in each sign of the zodiac. So we're about to enter into the age of Aquarius. That's why our pole is shifting. And like you have Bill Gates and people trying to like cover up the sun and prevent it from happening. But this is natural. This is what's supposed to happen. The pole shifts and so does the sun and the moon because they're bound in their rotation. And then we move like if you get left behind, then you're in the darkness, like because <laughs> they move with mm -hmm. the rotation. Yeah, and that's where. What like, did you say this guy's name was again? It's it's Iwar Anon. So E W A R A N O N. Iwar Anon. Because there's this other guy that I remember Matt talking about a while ago. I think his name's Claudio Nicelliero, or however the hell you say that. Different guy. But he was Different talking guy. about some flat Earth maps with the different like sections of like we know this and then there's like an ice wall around it and then there's like other worlds around it i was right. trying to see if it was like the same guy talking about the same theory similar similar theory yeah but different guy different guy yeah yeah, yeah. um and uh, what julia was saying i think that's kind of what the what Iwaranon is kind of uh hinting at is that um 
there is more to this realm than we realize. And that's where you get like Lumeria, Atlantis, the old world. I mean, even like Tolkien um, kind of hints at this stuff with like Middle Earth and all these different land masses. Same with like even Game of Thrones, right? Like Game of Thrones is not set in like what we would know as like Europe or whatever. It's kind of like this new place that kind of mm-hmm. has similar characteristics. And as are these places all existing at the same time, just theoretically yeah. at like different points in time? They are existing at the same time, but once you're not in that kind of main no, circle, you you die, you're dead. I mean, there's nothing there. Like that's so why it's civilizations like almost then, right? Yeah, that's why civilizations re- reset and grow and repeat is because like literally the sun, like the life source of all life. Um, moves and you can't access it anymore so you're in the darkness and 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 that could you could allude to like hollow earth and all of these things i mean there's so much into this theory and julia fuck you for bringing this up because it's such a crazy i mean i think at the end of the day like this is perhaps one of the most significant like conspiracies uh out there is that like there is some shit going on on a cosmic level cosmic peach that we can't even <laughs> comprehend or understand because it takes 25,000 years to uh, come to pass. And as Julia mm-hmm. said, we are entering the age of Aquarius and we've been kind of, I want to say since like the nineties, we've been kind of shifting to this age of Aquarius. Uh, and, and I think now certainly soon we're going to be fully in the age of Aquarius and God knows what's going to happen then. I mean, the world has already, it's probably crazier than it's ever been right now. And I think that's why the pole is shifting as well. Yeah. The pole is moving several feet per year, if not Mm -hmm. more. So it's natural. It's supposed to, that's why it's on route to Siberia right now because Mm -hmm. it's moving. And I think it's moving. That's why the, I think you can connect the whole climate change narrative to this because it's Mm -hmm. like, we have to stop this. But I think the the powers that be don't have the power to stop this this is beyond mm-hmm. their control this is a cosmic event this yes. is this is a god it's like tier the stage though it's bound to happen at some point during exactly. the rotation of just the earth existing and so there's going to be hot phases there's going to be cold phases and so like, during the happen. ice age what the known world was on the edge of the known world, yes, right? Like, what, thank you, Kyle. What That's where the ice age shit comes from, right? Is like what, like Europe and all of that stuff was like coming into that the new, known the known <laughs> realm, right? Like, if you imagine like a a dark circle with a light, like a white circle inside of a smaller white circle going around it, like there, that's kind of it's hard to explain. I'll, uh, s- I'll tell you what it's like. I'll tell you what it's like. Yeah, go ahead. You have a black circle, completely black, and then you take a pin light and you shine it on one part of that circle. You can see nothing else but what's in that pin light. And then you move it like this. In a circle. And as you yeah. move it, we are right now, we are existing within the pin light. But as it moves around the circle, other parts of the land will be illuminated and they will have life. We will die, the pole will shift to the next spot, and then life will exist in this realm until it's time to shift again and again and again and again and again. Right now, we just happen to be like within the part that's existing. Mm-hmm. So this would only theoretically work with like the, the flat earth 
model yes. of the planet. Well, not necessarily. Yes. It would be. I, I don't. Like, we I, wouldn't know past our realm that already exists, and this would go off the concept that there's a theoretical like ice wall. I don't want to say exclusively. Exist, right? I don't want to say exclusively flat Earth model. I think that's a better way to visualize it, like in your head. But I don't. I can't really imagine it with a sphere model because we would know the whole. S- Theoretically, that, if space exists as we know it, we would already yeah. know the full okay. sphere. Mm-hmm. So the only way I feel like it could theoretically exist is if there was a flat Earth map. That's like the only way that this concept would fit correctly. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And so uh, that's where that whole flat Earth thing kind of comes in, right? Um, I I'm not married to the ball. I'm not uh you know exclu- I'm not a flat earther either. I'm kind of just like I think we're in like a magical place, right? Like Middle Earth, like the Game of Thrones realm. All of this stuff. I think it's, I think, I, I think it's not mutually exclusive, right? Like, just to have this theory exist doesn't mean we're exclusively on a flat Earth. Doesn't mean we're exclusively on a ball. Yeah, but that's what the Nazis believe too. That's why they did that Black Sun shit because it represents the flat plane in the twelve, the thirteen or twelve oh, signs or whatever of okay. the rotation. Well, and I think with the, when you said the thirteen signs, I think that's also another thing that kind of fucks us up. Is like. Our calendar is completely fucked. I mean, if you, anything, it, it doesn't work on the flat Earth model. That's why. Well, and it doesn't even work on a sphere model either. Yeah, and that's you the thing. Add the leap year every year, so you're still you're not even that. Hours when I went to I went to Mexico for my honeymoon, and I went to Tulum, which is the the sky clock of the Mayas, right? And the, our guide was telling us he's like, why 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 is the moon significant? And he goes, think about women. Women are on the twenty eight day cycle. The moon is on a 28-day cycle. Why are we on the the uh, month, you know, the three-month calendar? Basically, he was saying, like, our whole calendar, our whole concept of time is fucked because it, it doesn't uh, coincide with the stars. And all these ancient monuments, I think basically all that works is the solstice is, right? That's about the only thing that works. Um, but everything else is fucked because we should be on a 28-day, like a four-week month, Right. With, you know, four weeks of seven days and that's a moon cycle. And then you have 10 or something of those per year. Maybe it was 13 per year. And that equals out to that. That equalizes everything. And then once the Romans got involved, they kind of fucked everything up. And now we don't even know that. I think that could also be part of the whole climate change narrative. Like the climate is changing because our fucking calendar is fucked up and we experience summer in the middle of March and we experience winter in the middle of September. Like things just get kind of fucked up, right? With our, with our calendar system. Wouldn't even, even if we had a working calendar, wouldn't it theoretically have to shift as the planet shifts? So like there wouldn't be a way to have like a solid in stone, like this is the model because as the world changes, like you'd have to like adjust the must months accordingly anyways in the days accordingly. I think hours over, too. over thousands of years. Yes. But in terms of like the Mayan culture, I think like why they said the world was going to end in 2012 is because like they knew that the, uh, the, the, the world was changing, right? The, the, the shift was, was happening. Shifting. Yes. Mm-hmm. Where maybe the same calendar might apply, but in a different area, like in a different spot, not where they're at. Because like with the Ice Age in Europe and things like that, things were, we were on the edge of what we consider like the illuminated or the known world. Um, and oh God, Julia, thank you. I, I, I know I said fuck you earlier for bringing this up, but <laughs> every time this comes up, I kind of have to rationalize my own thoughts about it. And it's important because now I kind of 
going through this conversation, I can understand a little bit about that. That I think the pen light is a great analogy of like we're on the we were on the edge of this kind of thing 10,000 years ago in the ice age and now we're coming to the other edge of it or, or maybe yeah. perhaps we're dead in the center that's why climate change and things are getting hot because we're right in the center of that pen light the focus point of that yes. heat and that energy and you then as it, it moves mm-hmm. you know things start to decline and maybe that's what we're seeing now I don't know but this is a fascinating theory any other thoughts before we move on? Because my clip is completely unrelated. <laughs> I'm trying to like make sense of this in my head with like a globe model, and I can it's only make sense sh- of it with like Shane, a flat model. And I think the only reason you're uh, maybe confused is because you haven't watched these eight-hour documentaries that Julia and I have. Because <laughs> it's honestly they're they're fun to watch. I mean, you can walk away for a little bit and come back. I mean, Julia, do you remember the? when he uh, shows videos of like people zoomed in on like stars and they're basically mm-hmm. just like fucking orbs, like plasma orbs yes. of energy. Like that blow, that blew me away when yeah. he showed those. It was, but that's why you're colder in the moonlight than you are in a shadow. Mm-hmm. So if you're in a shadow, you're like, Oh, okay. You step into the moonlight. It's a little bit colder because it's not an, a, a reflection of the sun. <laughs> like shining and it's not there's none of that yeah because it has its own illuminance and you can see the sun and the moon in the sky at the same time at the same time so yeah it just doesn't work unless it's i flat. mean shane we just so, had a harvest moon and shane I, I i remember i was driving to the deer lease and i i was driving taking pictures for my dashboard you know like on with my phone like it was the it was i think the day before the harvest moon so it was still pretty cool and I was like, bro, what the fuck is it? Like the sun was directly behind me. The moon was directly in front of me. They were at the same level. It looked crazy. And then the next night, I didn't take any pictures, but the next night was insane. I mean, it was just like bright red. What's, like, What's modern science's explanation for being able to see both at the same time? Do they say it's like a like a reflection? It's not actually there and it's no, like they off the ozone some, or something? They or they like, some what's, shit that's so impossible to understand that you just fucking give up after three minutes of yes, listening. Yes, I, I agree <laughs> 100 percent i've asked somebody before and they make it sound like it's just like a reflection but it's not actually the moon but like i don't understand but then when the sun goes down the the moon lights up it makes no sense shane no it makes no sense at all they act like it's fucking rocket science to try to figure out like sometimes the most simple explanation can be the right one if i told you we're living on a flat plane and sometimes you see the sun and the moon because they're revolving around on top of us and you're like oh you ask somebody for a fucking ball model and they're like well if you calculate this and you write this down and then you calculate (laughs) and it's like fuck you guys like i just want a simple answer a simple one well isn't that can understand isn't that like the theory of occam's razor right like the simplest solution is oftentimes the correct one Right. Yes. And, yeah. and in mm-hmm. most situations, the simplest solution is uh, like, like we as humans, we overcomplicate things. Right. Especially in our modern age, we try to overcomplicate uh, situations and ideas when really it's just like, oh, someone wants to make money. That's why this is happening. OK, that makes sense. When when we and when we otherwise would try to rationalize like, oh, they want to do this. They want to do that. Yada, yada, yada. And it's like, no, they just want to make some fucking money. That's Occam's and I razor. I also think there is a sense of impending doom 
if you realize that this has happened millions of times where it's like going around like this, we're not the first civilization. We never have been. There will, will be many that follow us. And <laughs> it's like, we're all fucking toast J- because this motherfucker is rolling. Let me ask you this, Julia, in, in a thousand or a million years, when they look back on our civilization, like much like, let's say Tartaria or the Atlantis or whatever. What do you think they'll say about us? Like we were a bunch of fucking self-obsessed retards staring in our phones. They'll they'll (laughs) compare us to, have you seen the movie robots where like Robin William does one of the voices and like, there's a little machine that washes dishes. Oh, it's a, it's, it's like a, is it a, like a Pixar? It's a Pixar movie. Yes, I don't the, know if it was. I think it was DreamWorks, wasn't it? Pixar DreamWorks are the same. They're the, they're related, and uh, they uh, the robot. He's like blue ish yeah. with like white. And he just detail. wants to be a designer, and yeah, there's and, like that. And big... he has to get upgraded every like when he went through puberty. He had to get like upgraded new parts, and that's right. how they'll describe us. They'll be like, it was the age of the machines, and they were all fucking plugged into a fucking machine and they fucking have machines everywhere and they're just like robots that's hey they're not wrong about some people wanting to update their parts too right (laughs) see it's gonna be like if you didn't like what sex you were you could just go to the doctor and get new parts and it was all mechanical fucking the age of iron that's what they'll refer to us as. Jesus. What do they do in the beginning of that movie? They're like, oh, we got to do an oil change. You wanted a boy, right? Yes. <laughs> yeah, they did do an oil change in that movie. Good point. They had to do I oil changes. That's what I'm talking about. But they're, they're not going to have, like, the loving Robin Williams well, character. It's just going to be a bunch of fucking, like, <laughs> like that's what it's going to be like. Well, with that, I think it's a – speaking of oil, I think it's a great place for me to bring in my clip. Let me uh, pull this up real quick. This is, um, um, this is something that I've I've heard about in the past, but only recently realized how uh, intrusive and how fucked up it is. So let me play this clip. I'm going to get it to the starting point. Uh, let me start it. Uh, I, I put a few starting points because there's a few good spots to start it. So let me start it here and I'll share my screen. So this is kind of about like our diet and what we eat on a regular basis. And this is from the Joe Rogan podcast that I listened to recently. This is with, uh, Max Lugavir and he talks about seed oils and I'll just play the clip and then we can talk about it afterwards. So, um, I mean, for one, they all, yeah, industrialized right in the modern world. So what are the negative effects of things like industrialized seed oils? Yeah. So, um, I mean, for one, they all undergo that step called the deodorization step, which is the step that removes the noxious odors and aromas from these oils, makes them palatable, gives the oil. It's basically the food industry's equivalent of the witness protection program, right? Because it takes an oil and it makes it so bland and, and free of any kind of character, right? That it can be used to roast nuts in. It could be used to make granola bars. It can be used to saute food in, in a restaurant. You could be used to fry food in, for example. And the problem is, one one of the problems with these seed oils is that that deodorization step creates a small but significant amount of trans fats. And we know that there's no safe level of trans fat, artificially, you know, man-made trans fat consumption. Their most uh, recognizable form was in uh, poly, uh, partially hydrogenated vegetable oils, which were outlawed, right, five, six years ago, something like that. Um, but you can still find man-made trans fats on the market 
in the form of these grain and seed oils. Now, the dose likely makes the poison, as it does with most things. But your average um, American today is over-consuming these oils. Well, I mean, they didn't exist, again, in the fu- human food supply prior to a century ago. And their use has increased anywhere between uh, 250 and 1,000%. 1,000% for soybean oil, in particular, polyunsaturated fats. We know that your average American... There's a little cut there. This is a clip made by somebody else. But there's a little cut there, and he cuts something else, but we'll continue. American is under-consuming vitamin E, like 10%. Of, uh, of Americans consume adequate vitamin E. So as our uh, intake of these polyunsaturated grain and seed oils increases, our need for vitamin C increases, we're not consuming adequate vitamin you E. You mean vitamin E? Vitamin E, yeah. Yeah, you said C. Um, sorry, vitamin E. And so we're, we're under-consuming vitamin E. Um, that's going to have consequences, right? Because vitamin E, literally, its role in the body um, is to pr- protect lipids, right, from oxidizing. And, um, and you can look to parts of the world, like in Israel. Are you familiar with the Israeli paradox? No. Okay, I'm going to pause it here and go back to another part of the of the clip where he goes in a little more detail about the dangers of these. So I'll, I'll stop start it here. The rapeseed, exactly. Okay, so um, what what's the negative effect of things like like I would imagine that in the human diet, consuming an exorbitant amount of this kind of grapeseed oil is really not even possible. Like. The, how many grapes would you have to eat to get with the seeds to get the kind of uh, the amount that you would get from a tablespoon of like grapeseed oil? Yeah, I mean, humans, we don't even like generally, we would, we, we're averse to seeds for a reason. I mean, if you've ever tried to chew into a grape seed, it's bitter, right? You spit it yeah. out. So that's why these oils didn't, they didn't exist in the human food supply before 100 years ago. We hadn't had the chemistry labs, the erector sets required to extract these oils and then run them through all these myriad processes to, to make them to some degree palatable and, and, and able to be utilized by the food industry. They used to be used as engine, you know, lubricant yeah. and things like that. that that's in industrialized uh, seed oils have always been used as lubricants for engines. Yeah. So when did they start using them? What is this, Jamie? What'd you pull up there? Okay, to produce 237 milliliters, eight ounce fluid bottle of grapeseed oil, one ton of grapes is required. So 2,000 pounds of grapes to get eight ounces of grapeseed oil. The finished oil is light yellowish green in color. Holy shit. That's insane. Well, that there you go. So yeah. if you're cooking in grapeseed oil, you're, you're essentially, it's a crime against nature. <laughs> Yeah, it's it's just, yeah, it's the most unnatural thing. And, uh, you know, uh, people listening to this might might say, oh, you know, appeal to nature fallacy. What's natural isn't okay, always I'll, like I'll, arsenic. Right. Stop true. it there. But, I th- but yeah, so this is something that I'd heard about in the past and only recently realized after listening to this podcast, I went into my pantry and I looked at everything in my pantry, like the canned foods, the granola bars, the chips, the uh, sauce, everything, almost anything you can think of in my pantry, all of it had this either soybean oil, palm seed oil, canola oil, all of these, what uh, this guy would say is uh, industrialized seed oils all in all of my food, everywhere. And I didn't realize how prominent it was. Um, and I didn't realize how bad it was because in throughout this podcast, he, the guy talks about how 
these seed oils are the like one, the, one of the leading causes of cancer, diabetes, heart disease, all of these things. So I just wanted to get y'all's thoughts on, I mean, at, did you realize how prominent this stuff was in your diet? I had talked to someone else about it and I kind of knew, but like, what are his suggestions to cook in then? Um, he, he said, he said extra virgin olive oil, coconut oil, uh, beef tallow, basically just beef fat. Uh, butter is not bad and avocado oil is not bad, but he said the top three are coconut oil, uh, extra virgin olive oil and beef tallow are the options but it's not even just to cook in because like you don't think a, a granola bar that i eat regularly is not cooked right it's just but that's how it's put together is with this and it's with canola oil uh, uh palm oil soybean oil all of this stuff is in there and i started looking at all the ingredients of everything i eat on a daily basis it's in everything and mm-hmm. i think at some later on in the podcast too he said 80 percent of americans in like urine samples, like 80% of urine samples have glyphosate, which is, uh, 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 mm-hmm. ra- uh, raid, not raid. Um, what's the word? Uh, pesticide. Yeah. Pesticide, whatever it is. Roundup. Roundup is in yeah. 80% of United States Amer- citizens urine. I had heard that that's disturbing as fuck. And, and that, that is also, I mean, that's in conjunction with this, this seed oils, these, uh, industrialized homogenized seed oils, I had no idea. Uh, I knew that seed, yeah. I just recently had heard some things like seed oils are bad, you know, yada, yada, yada. But until I listened to this podcast and I went and looked in my pantry, I had no idea how prominent this was. I probably, I'm probably the average American in that instance. I try to eat healthy. I try to eat well uh, as best as I can. And I'd say probably 50% of my fats and oils are these terrible uh products that we are consuming processed foods extremely processed and and these oils are like you said are also in extremely processed foods shane Mm -hmm. what are your thoughts i mean i was gonna say it sounds like a matter of like i'll grease your palms you grease my palms because it's intentional poisoning to create a whole new industry because Mm -hmm. if you're making it so people have cancer you're boosting up the pharmaceutical industry and then in turn, I'm sure that they do something to, you know, grease their palms back well, as, in order to be able to put these products in. And it probably is cost effective, too, on top of that. Well, so as, probably making money off of doing it that particular way. And then, sorry. And then it also goes no, into a matter of just like the whole, like, easily brainwashed human concept where if somebody says something's good for you and then everybody starts believing it's good for you. And then you end up a couple generations down where everybody was raised thinking this specific thing was good for them or this other thing was bad for them. And nobody really knows what's actually good or bad for them because it's all been manipulated mm-hmm. by the people that are in control of what gets put in your food. Yeah. And I, I agree with you a hundred percent. They talked about all of that in this, this long form podcast, uh, particularly with like how the grapeseed oil became a thing and it was essentially winemakers realizing, oh, my God, we're throwing out all of this oil-rich seed in the process of making our wine. Clear, like, we're losing money at some in some, uh, you know, process down the line. So they started making this grapeseed oil uh, that was originally used for, as they said, uh, engine lubricants, industrial processes, and... Um, And I agree. I think it it goes to the pharmaceutical industry. I mean, most uh, medications and prescriptions you get are based on petrochemicals, 
Uh, most mm-hmm. a lot of products are based on petrochemicals. So I'm a sh- I'm I'm sure that at some point they were like, oh, we are we could we're losing out on money. And they also talk about later in this show that uh like protein is like really good for people, right? Like animal protein is like really good for most people. Um, that's why they push everybody away from it. But it's not. <laughs> but it's not cost effective, right? And as we said earlier, uh, at some point, like saying, like it's just about the money. Like once you realize whatever's going, it's you just oh they do this so they can make money. I think the same applies to our food and our health. That they can make more money by selling you a plant based burger high in quote unquote protein that's filled with these artificial. Uh, industrialized seed oils that's actually terrible for you. I mean, these companies like uh, Beyond Me and Impossible Burger, I mean, they're tanking in their value in their stocks because people are realizing that these aren't safe to eat because it's so ultra-processed. And so even though it might be made from plants, the the processing of it is so terrible for you that it it's almost impossible. Uh, uh, impossible to eat like the impossible burger is not something you want to eat Um, yeah but kyle have you seen what they're doing to the animals like if you're not just like killing your own cow and eating it that shit is just as fucking bad for you and this whole like i'm so sick of people telling me like oh you should eat more meat and i'm like watch a documentary bro like these cows and chickens and shit are pumped with fucking steroids hormones they're terrible you should never they're like diseased you yeah. should not they, fucking eat fucking any of those right. cows and they they, they talked about that as well on the on this episode okay, and I, I recommend everybody listening to this episode it was kind of like a boring like a bore fest but there's a lot of good information on it um because they do talk about that, like a like a wagyu. You know how people talk about like wagyu steak, like wagyu beef. It's yes. essentially a sick cow. Like the cow yeah. is on the verge of death because it's so fat and overweight and and pr- improperly yeah. fed. Um, but I I think that what they did, what the guy did hint at or kind of point to as a solution is like grass fed beef from a local product uh, producer. Which uh, for most of us, maybe those of us who don't live in cities, is possible, right? Like I can go to a local farmer or rancher and get a, a half. Yeah, I can get I can get quality meat. It might be grain fed, but at least it's uh, not ultra processed, right? Like it, I'm okay with grain for, fed if it's coming from a butcher. Like you're going and buying a cow to have butchered. Yeah, and or I get mine from the. The rancher sends his cows to the butcher, and I get get it right from there. So it's not That's how you have to eat meat now. Yes, you cannot go to Walmart or Target and then and think that what you're getting is good for you. Right, and then with I mean the, it goes across anything though. I feel like the entire food source is tainted, no matter if you get vegetables or beef. If you're well, getting that's, it from the industrialized food, it's mm-hmm. fu- it's you know it's fucked up. Same with like look at just America with like high fructose corn syrup. Like everything has it in it, it's terrible for you. Everybody knows it's terrible for you. So why is it the top ingredient? It's because they get tax write offs and shit because they're getting rid of like w- stuff that would normally get wasted. It's mm-hmm. the same with like the grape seed. There was shit that was just getting wasted. So right. now they're getting incentives to just use the product up rather than wasting it. Yeah. And you know they try to make it like a niche market, and then it's in all your food, and it doesn't matter if it's good or not for you because they're using it and they're making money off of it. And that's what it all comes down to. And th- and that's exactly what what my point was is that even though they they talked about the meat and the the protein, and then they talked about the the vegetables, right? So like. 
with the vegetables and the glyphosate and the the roundup in all the produce that you buy at the store like there's no way you can't you can determine whether or not the fucking cucumber you buy is going to be filled with fucking roundup there's no way you can tell that when you buy it at the store even it's or if it's organic organic is just a a marketing term there's no way and so at the basically what they came to at the end of it was like the only real solution is to like minimize your risk uh, with these products and slash grow your own food, like grow your mm-hmm. own food, buy your meat locally. That's all you can do. But they were, they, they agreed that like, that's hard to do for most people. Like if you live in a suburb or a city, it's going to be hard to do. And if you're not financially stable, like all these things. So I think our, what I got out of this is that our whole system of working and paying taxes and living in suburbs and cities or whatever is basically just to kill us, make us slaves until we die and move on and reproduce it's, and whatever. It's just like a farm, man. There's a short window. We are the farm. They want, you, <laughs> they want you to die after you're not useful anymore. It's exactly a farm, man. We like, are the farm, and the farm. the farm that feeds us is corrupt and fucked and poisoned, and there's nothing we can do except leave the farm and try to do our own thing. And that basically that's all I got out of it was that, Yes, almost everything we eat is toxic or fucked up or whatever. However, there are some minute minute changes you can make uh, to to better that. Like I'm gonna try to start avoiding these seed oils. I didn't realize how prevalent they were. I'm they're in everything because they don't want shit to kill you right away. It has to be yeah. extended release. And these so things are the number for a long time, and then when you're not useful. If we're being honest, though, it does. You can eat like only granola bars from now until the end of your life, and you'll probably die at the same time because it's in the air. It's in the water. Mm-hmm. It's in your, it's well, fucking everywhere. It, and I have to say, just as a nerd comment, they invert everything because grapes are so fucking good for you. Grapes without the roundup and pesticides. There is a chemical in grapes called resveratrol and it actually repairs the telomeres on your dna it's like the fountain of youth Mm -hmm. and they discovered this from like these port wines that people would make that it was like pretty high resveratrol in it and people's skin was super smooth and they were very healthy and like their arteries every they were like a specimen of health and they found that it was coming from the grapes from the resveratrol and so to take something from the grape that's toxic and like hide behind the grape, like, oh, grapes are so good for you. This is grape seed oil mm-hmm. and it's the most toxic shit ever, you know? So it's everything is just an inversion of something that's beautiful naturally. You don't need to fuck with it, mm-hmm. eat seeds and all that shit. It's just so, it's fucked. Yeah. And I, I mean, I, just like he was kind of saying, humans aren't intended to eat seeds to begin with. That's why like apple seeds contain cyanide. It's because the idea is that. Like naturally the plant wants you to eat it, but it doesn't want you to eat the seeds because that's how it reproduces. So either one, it's going to go through your body and not break apart at all so that it'll have fertilizer from your stool or two, it's hoping that you'll spit it on the ground. So like just, just off of how nature works, it wouldn't make any sense why any plant would try to give any benefit to eating its seeds because it's using it to reproduce. Mm -hmm. Yeah. And I think that was the kind of the, the whole point is that, I agree with both of you. There's there's a lot of uh, manipulation going on in in the wording of things, and there's also the uh, kind of uh, you know 
manipulation of of the food itself and the products itself. Uh, I agree. I think grapes are great for you. Uh, for some reason, dogs can't eat them. I found that out the hard way. Um, yeah, they're poisonous <laughs> to dogs. Yeah, I was giving my dog. <laughs> People are gonna hate me for this, but one night I was giving my dogs grapes. I was just like, here, buddy, you know, and they didn't want to eat them. You know, they were like, they kind of knew that like, I shouldn't eat this. And then I, cause I knew chocolate, obviously don't give dogs chocolate. I didn't know as a first time dog owner that you shouldn't give dogs grapes. So once I found that out, my neighbor came over and he was like, what are you doing? I was like, oh, just playing with my dog. He's like, don't give him grapes. Fucking rush to the fucking vet and, you know, <laughs> uh, get his stomach pumped, all that. But I'm just saying, I think there's, there, there definitely is manipulation going on. And, uh, there, there's a balance to everything, right? Obviously it's impossible to not eat any processed foods, but we can minimize, minimize the risk that we, uh, expose ourselves to. And, um, yeah, I, I, fascinating stuff. I'm going to try to start looking at my diet, what I'm eating, what, what kind of things are processed seed oils and this kind of, uh, nitrate rich food and the, you know, whatever, whatever this guy was talking about, I, I definitely want to look at some stuff and try to reconsider what I'm eating. Mm-hmm. Hey, just for me in my own world, like I always had a messed up stomach from the time I was a kid. I had like ulcers, things like that. About, I'd say six months ago or so, I cut out high fructose corn syrup and every single thing I possibly can. Like if I have it, it's an absolute minimum and my stomach has gotten significantly better and I haven't had nearly as many stomach issues since I just cut mm-hmm. that out. Yeah. So just imagine if you expe- extend to like grapeseed oil, all those kinds of things, like how much better your system will be. Cause just off that one for myself, it's like a significant change. Mm-hmm. I was thinking about just trying the straight up carnivore diet with a little bit of fruit and vegetable here and there. Um, and but, but like what Julia said, like, yeah, yes, the meat industry is, is severely compromised, but if you have a local source of good high quality meat that you can get, definitely I, i'm that's why i'm considering maybe doing a a carnivore diet just to see how it goes like um you know i consider but I mean, say humans also eat in surplus too so like people are thinking about it not being cost effective but like say i don't know the exact numbers i'm just saying off the top of my head let's say like a person only needs theoretically like four ounces of meat but just being the Americans that we are, we're used to eating 12 ounces of meat. So if we cut back to exactly like the amount we're supposed to eat and you are buying it from a better source, it might be just as cost effective because mm-hmm. you just, you don't really need that oh, surplus shame. anyways. What do you mean? Don't be fat and obese and have a bunch <laughs> of health issues. What are you talking about? <laughs> be lean and productive. What? I love it though. Like my wife hey, brought you me can't a- say that. Because it's uh, anti-woke. You, you, every, you have to be okay with everybody uh, yeah, no matter what, me, even right? if it's for Just health reasons. <laughs> wanting people to be healthy and not get their foot slobbed off from diabetes. Oh, my God. I just I actually have a, a family friend who just uh, had to get his foot cut off because he had diabetes, didn't tell anybody, and uh, got an you know, infection in his feet. He was a chron- I mean, he's a chronic alcoholic. I mean, just an absolute drunk. And uh, now he doesn't have a foot. Cheers to that. Cheers. Absolutely. <laughs> well, with that, everybody, uh, I think it's a great place to <laughs> end the show. This was a great show uh, with Julia and Shane and myself. We had a great time. Everybody in the chat, thank you so much. This was great. We had a full house tonight compared to other shows, so this is great. I'm assuming it's because Julia was here, so we thank Julia for bringing <laughs> the people and keeping them here. That was awesome. Um, 
But before we get out of here, uh, any final thoughts on anything we talked about tonight before we uh, give Do we our... have some bonus clips or bonus questions? Oh, Janet, you know, Janet did send me a clip, and I don't know if it's there. It's just a link. So let me open this up real quick and see what. Um, Yes, it is a, a link. Let me um, let me close this out and share this. Um, yeah, she did send me a link, and I, I'm assuming it's a wild card. So let me open this up and uh, share this here. Here we go. One more hitter for the end. I'm gonna have to restart the clip though, like because with Instagram clips, like you don't know what they are. Okay, here we go. So I'd like to show a video um, that demonstrates our product and some of the advantages. Omega optics. What if a single device could change the way we treat the most common ophthalmic conditions, including cataracts, glaucoma, and macular degeneration, and at the same time provide a platform for the integration of augmented reality? Introducing the Omega Gemini Refractive Capsule, the platform that forever links ophthalmology to high technology. This device is a three-dimensional implant that keeps the capsular bag open, contains a true refractive lens, and maintains an open space for drug delivery, biometric sensors, and additional lens technologies. Our device has been engineered to work with intraoperative aberrometry to ensure that the correct visual outcome is achieved. It is designed to hold additional lenses that can be implanted during the primary surgery for refractive fine-tuning or in the future to upgrade the patient's vision. <laughs> Gone are the worries of choosing the correct lens power or exchanging technology that a patient may not tolerate. By maintaining an open space in the capsular bag, we have created the optimal platform to house intraocular technology. This protected environment is the perfect place to seamlessly integrate virtual and augmented reality devices currently in development, providing a new frontier for this exciting technology. The future of innovation is a journey into open space. The Omega Gemini Refractive Capsule is the next platform to take us there. Yeah, fuck that. <laughs> that was exactly my response. There's real? a reason why I wear glasses. No, I don't trust th nobody with my eyes. <laughs> this is legit. Um, we is kind of a, a throwback to what we talked about with Janet last week of these kind of integrative med medicine slash technologies that allow you to be upgraded and monitored and uh, more efficient, quote unquote. And yeah, this is uh, this is fucked. I don't like that at all. Now compatible with Neuralink. Yeah, exactly. And you <laughs> notice at one point there's a little chip in the back of the eye that allows for mm. augmented reality. So this little device in your lens is gonna, yeah, uh, you know, make you see the augmented reality that you want that you know are, are programmed to see. This is completely fucked. And dude, somebody could hack you and you could never see reality the same again. Yeah, that's what I'm saying. Yes, this is absolutely fucked. Uh, any thoughts on this, uh, you guys, with this wild card? Thank you, Janet, for sharing. This is terrible. Yeah, there was a horror movie based on something like this, and I just say, fuck you. Thanks a lot. I'll just wear these right here. I'm good. <laughs> I, yeah. You know. Well, would you wear, like, a augmented reality glasses like Iron Man has? Would you wear something like that that you could take off and put back on? I, I'd rather do if that. I was Iron fucking man. I work at a fucking, I'm, I'm in a cubicle all day. There's no <laughs> practical reason for me to have that technology. I mean, who is this for? Who the fuck is this for that they need a fucking 
optical thing in their eye that augments reality so they can what punch a clock they work at fucking mcdonald's but they need optical technology in there give me a break jesus this stuff but is i'm saying would real. you would you have it in your glasses no there's no fucking i barely can see at night driving anyways kyle you want my fucking instagram to pop up while in the middle of driving home or fucking swirl Uh, off the road and crash and kill myself good point if they theoretically enacted this they could probably record everything you see so theoretically you would never have privacy and you'd never be able to get away with anything because everything you do is recorded that's what the horror movie was about is it records everything and does everything. And it actually had, this is like the third time I brought this up. It had Robin Williams in it. So maybe it's a synchronicity, maybe not, but I'm just saying. Dude, I was already thrown off by Ray-Bans now makes glasses that have the cameras in the front. Like one, if you had your prescription lenses in that, boom, they can already, you can already record and see every single thing you do. Two, you don't need technology like that because people are already creepy enough. Like imagine people with like some type of like Voyager cool. fetish or anything like that. Like just even if you had it in your glasses and you have a private moment with somebody, they would have the... It would just be recorded instantly. So even you the would, other person on the other side, even if they don't have it, would still get no privacy. Yeah, but think of it as a woman. I want to know, first off, if my OBGYN has the fucking ocular lens before he does what he does down there. Okay? <laughs> yeah. That's, That's all what I'm, I'm saying. Say. I also yeah, think it's weird end, for men. If you don't have it. I think it's weird for men to be OBGYNs anyway. Um, but that's just me. <laughs> Even if it's a chick, I don't want you going and revisiting my session. <laughs> Just imagine like the mental disabilities or mental illnesses of people in the future. There's like a Black Mirror episode about just like basically everything getting recorded through your eyes. So like this guy, I, I believe that it was like his girlfriend like cheated on him and he kept like replaying the moment. Yeah, Just, I like, remember imagine that Imagine if people had yeah. that ability, like how high the mental illness like ratio would skyrocket but we do that with ourselves like we do that without the recording anyway i mean i'm sure if if either of you have ever been cheated on and you witnessed it or anything like that like that shit replays over i mean me personally i've literally walked in on it so i'm saying like that shit plays back in your head regardless so i imagine having a recording of it would only be terrible and you like torture yourself by like going back and watching Stuff like that. And I mean, it's all in my head. I, I think, think about, about it, it over and over, and over again. again. Yes, Southern. Yes, <laughs> Nelly and, and Tim then, McGraw. I mean, shout out another Black Mirror episode too. Like, say you did something illegal too. They could like block your vision so that you couldn't communicate with other people. So you don't even want to have that option because it's like they can theoretically not even just change your entire reality, but like block you out from everybody as like a type of imprisonment where you would be in society, see everybody, but you can't communicate or interact with people. Yeah, fuck that. And with that, we'll finally move to the troll clip of the night, which I think we probably should start incorporating. This is from Gabby, and she's trolling us, and I know exactly what the clip is, and I love it, but still a troll. Here we go, and we'll end the show with this, and we'll give our links and all that. Actually, before we do this, uh, give a, Julia, give us your links where everybody can find you. We'll end the show with this ridiculous troll. Okay, I'm on Instagram, cosmic.peach.podcast, and I'm wherever you listen to your podcast, Spotify, Apple, Amazon, Google, wherever. Cool. Come and check me out. Thank you so much again for coming on the show. It was awesome. And Shane? (laughs) Thanks for having me. I'm not going to do the finger thing this time. I got you today. (laughs) So I got two shows. So my 
show I do solo, uh, Increase of Our Reality. If you want to come check that out, all links available in one place. L-I-N-K-T-R period E-E slash Increase of Our Reality podcast. My other show I do with uh, Ghost from My Third Eye. Um, it's called Bizarre Encounters. Uh, the first episode will be, well, it'll already be out by the time this drops, but if you're listening live, uh, it comes out September 22nd. Uh, Bizarre Encounters. So if you want to check that out, L-I-N-K-T-R period E-E slash Bizarre Encounters. And if you want to come check out Open Minds Media, the little community slash help area slash hangout spot, whatever you want to call it that Kyle and I do. Uh, also, quick and easy, all under one link, L-I-N-K-T-R period E-E slash open underscore minds underscore media. And how about you, Kyle? What about your links, my friend? Oh, and also you do you do, do this show, Shane. So, uh, but that's on your main main feed and all that stuff. So thanks for including me in that. And uh, yes, I'm Kyle with the Big Dumb Podcast. Just look up the Big Dumb Podcast. You'll find me on Instagram, all the podcast platforms, including Podcasting 2.0 and all that great stuff. Guys, thank you so much for a great show. And with that, I'll play it out with this troll clip of the week. Here we go. I know with this movie, it's a great scene. Here we go. Oh, God. This was your idea, George. It's a good idea, right? It's a good idea. Monogamy and sexual slavery. She got an exquisite pussy. Well, how about my exquisite erection, huh? Eva, what do you think? You like my exquisite exquisite erection? Hmm? <laughs> you like my erection selection? What do you think, Eva? Yeah? You gonna take it? You gonna take that dick? You gonna <laughs> take that dick, huh? I'm gonna pop off a piece of my dick. Oh, yeah, I'm fixin's to fuck you. I'm gonna fuck you. Mm. Mm-hmm. I'm going to get it all up in your vage. Get it up in your vage with my dick. With my dick. Going to put it in with my dick. I'm going to put my dick in. I'm going to put my dick in. What's up, man? Hey, Ryan. What's up? And with that, thank you so much. I'll play hey, us out. Right? One of the best acting scenes of all time. Here we go. And everybody have a great, great I night. Can't wait to talk oh, to you. Here we go. Good night, everybody. <laughs> thank you so much. This was Inquiries over uh, Big Dumb Inquiries with Shane and Kyle and Julia. Have a great night. Peace. Big Dumb Inquiries. Big Dumb Inquiries. Big Dumb Inquiries. Everybody in your crew identifies as either Big Mac Burger, McNuggets, or McCrispy Sandwich. But you're the filet fish Sandwich all day. That crispy fish, that savory tartar sauce, that melty cheese, that pillowy bun. Yeah, you get it. Every time. And if you love the filet of fish right now you can catch two of the classics you love for just $6. Limited time only. Price and participation may vary. Cannot be combined with any other offer. Single item at regular price. Ba-da-ba-ba-ba. At Parker, our purpose is simple. We want to make the world a better place. By working more efficiently. By using more sustainable practices. By developing better technologies. We keep moving forward. With each new idea, innovation, and partnership. We're one step closer to fulfilling our purpose every single day. To find out more, visit parker.com slash purpose. Parker, engineering your success.